to the podcast where my guests and I talk about anything and everything from sports, relationships, politics, movies and TV shows, current events, and conspiracy theories. No topic is ever off limits and it's always uncensored. I'm Ben Borges and this is Man Chatter. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I got a guest today with me. He's going to be joining me from time to time. He's got his own setup. He's actually going to be starting a podcast with his son, which I named Son and a Half. I feel like that's a legit name. That's, that's done. I tell Javi that's what it is. I've known this guy. We've known each other, what, 25 years? Like 20 to 25 years around there. Yeah, man, since I was in like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, so we've known each other. Since we were playing street ball before like video games be- took over the world. Like we were still playing outside. I remember, yo, I remember story. I could give you guys stories about me and this guy playing two on five. <laughs> I was all time quarterback, and he was receiver, and we were killing like these little jits. Tony's broken arm. Yeah, yeah, legit. He just we broken arms playing playing street football. Yeah, man, it's my boy Jonathan Vallejo, aka GW. You know what? Let's just start it right there. Where did you get that nickname from, bro? Yeah, no, we're going in right there. Like people can see you make that face. This is on video. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know how it works. I got a yeah. camera in front of me. So you know, I was gonna actually, I'm gonna give you the information anyway. But since I saw the intro during your last episode, I knew we were gonna hit it probably yeah. right at the beginning. So, uh, <laughs> I think it was summer between sixth and seventh grade, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and I used to go to summer school. Uh, every year up until high school my stepdad was like you know he would tell me hey uh you're not staying home doing nothing and it was like an off season so there was nothing for me to do so he's like you're either gonna go to school or you're gonna i'm gonna find something for you to do and you're not gonna like it so i was in summer school i don't even remember what class i was taking probably spanish and um i was sitting uh behind a friend of mine named ariel i think you know ariel yeah um those those who, uh, who does speak Spanish is Ariel, right? Let's, let's... Ariel. Ariel. If yeah. you remember, he's the one that hooked us up with the pizzas when I had that house party, like my senior year. Like uh, we had like when 50 I was or are, whatever. Yeah, are you talking about the time I was drunk as shit and the cops busted in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. That time where we all ended up at Denny's. Yes, yes. You you had the yeah, Ford Focus. So right. I had the Ford Probe. Ford probe, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Gotta talk but about the, that. Hey, but the cops, the cops are like twenty and one. They were flirting with like the eighteen-year-old girls, so yeah, they didn't yeah. say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I so, so cops. yeah, so that Ariel. So I'm in uh, the summer school class, and I'm saying something to uh, I can't remember the girl's name. I think it was Maddie. Um, I don't know what we we're talking about, but obviously I'm I'm whispering because uh, you know we're in class and this teacher he was already on my case. And uh, she couldn't hear me, so I'm like, you know, whatever, listening to her. And she's like, I can't hear you. And Ariel goes, goes, bro, what the? She's like, I'm sitting right next to you, and I can't hear you. He goes, that is like the gayest whisper I've ever heard. And he goes, gay whisper, that's what I'm going to call you. GW. And you know what? You wouldn't have known had I not told you the story years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't even know why, like, I, so I think how it shared happened. that with you because 25 <laughs> years later, you're letting your pe- people 
know about this damn nickname that hasn't like one of my email addresses. It stuck with me so much that one of my email addresses is GW dot whatever because I named one of my businesses that I opened GW Enterprises. It's it's been <laughs> closed down, but that's how I registered the business name. That's that's amazing. I think how yeah. I heard the story was, I mean, probably decades ago. I think we were with Marlon, one of our friends from back in the day, and you just. And the story just kind of came up. Like, he called you GW. I was like, yo, who's GW? And it just kind of, like, went from there. I was like, I felt, like I said it on my last podcast, like, I felt bad that I hadn't given you a nickname. And we're like, that one's just kind of stuck because you don't need another one after GW. Like, you can't top that. You know, you can't have that I many did that now. You know what I mean? You can't, have, <laughs> you, can't, you can't beat, you can't top that. That's number one. That's the Tom Brady of nicknames. You know what I mean? That's, that's numero uno. It is. It is. Like, legit. GW fucked up. So you were, so were trying to talk to a girl and you were whispering too low and then it just stuck for the rest of your life. Because I'm going to remind you. You know, I was trying to help her in class. <laughs> he like yeah. wanted the answer to something and and then she, of course, she fucking laughed right along with Ariel. Yeah. And uh, when it stuck, that was seventh grade. Or between sixth and seventh grade. Jesus Christ. God damn. I mean, that's, that's such a crazy time too for like, think about who you are at that age, right? Like, you got, you're getting, like, fr- flushed with, like, testosterone and all that shit, and you don't, you're trying to talk to a girl, and then that kind of happens. That'll shut you down, man. That'll shut you down for a little bit. Like, yo, like, this is crazy. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. uh, I don't think you ever, uh, brought it up. You, you like to bring it up every once in a while, but not, not, uh, not in crucial circumstances, so. What are we talking about? OGW? OGW. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, you can't bring it out all the time, because then it just loses its its power. You know what I mean? You gotta let you gotta let it simmer there for a while. You can't just cook it all. You can't just cook it all the time. But yeah, man. So yeah, it's my brother, man. Uh, so we we were talking about earlier, like we've been discussing throughout the day, like what we're gonna talk about on the podcast. And obviously, the the story of the last like seven to ten days is Antonio Brown. Where like this this has to be the craziest. Like, I'm thinking back because, you know, watching, like, the first takes and all this stuff. Like, this has to be the craziest, craziest time, like, an athlete has done this, like, consecutively, right? Like, obviously, you had the T.O.s every couple seasons. He'd do some wild shit. Like, with Tony Romo and Donovan McNabb crying in the press conferences. That's my quarterback yeah. uh, with the sunglasses, with the glasses on. I mean, but you've never had – I've never seen anybody act like this. And then these last couple of days, you have the news breaking of him – like being sued for sexual assault, like this crazy, bro. Bro, I'm 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 reading through the the civil case, like as you're talking, because it's crazy. I have the 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 civil complaint open, and it's <laughs> it's nuts, it's yeah, nuts. It. And then the text messages come out that you you sent me this a couple of days ago. I'm like, what is what is this? I'm like, is is this some Black Adam Schefter stuff? Like, what's going on? Yeah, it doesn't seem and real. He's like, no, no, that's that's okay. huh? That's legit. Yeah, it doesn't seem real. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, this can't be real. I was like, come on. And uh, sure enough, like I went online and pulled up every news article within, you know, yeah. what hour, an hour, forty minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's <laughs> let's preface this all with saying allegedly. Like, I don't want to end up being sued. Cause, you know what I mean? Because Antonio Brown got money and Drew Rosenthal is his agent. Let's just let's just call it with. Let's just call it with allegedly. That's just what what that is. Like, allegedly he did all, he did all these things, but there's there's screenshots of the text messages. There's the whole civil complaint, 
Uh, yeah. Don, I'm going to let you go ahead and read the the text messages and the civil complaint to the people so they hear it. This is screenshots of what Antonio Brown sent his uh his agent. Or no, his, his trainer, right? That's what she was. She was his trainer. Uh, I don't want to say her name because I don't want to put her out there. Is that the one you sent me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was crazy, bro. Like it was, it it was like who says that in a text like that, bro? I think it was even in words like an email. Like who who types out an email? No, man, look, I, I thought it was fake for real because I was like, there's no way. I was like, this is who who puts themselves out like that? Like you you should know better. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Hold on. I'm trying to find. <laughs> I'm trying it. to pull it up. I had, it was crazy. I had the bro. civil complaint. Where is, did I did I lose it? Hold on, I think I there's no way I erase it. No, there's a, you better not ever erase that. Hold on. Oh, here we go. I got it. <laughs> Yo, so this is from Antonio Brown. The the sub there's no subject. Ladies, yeah. I, I just want to apologize for the graphic nature of what's about to come, what's about to happen right here. I jacked my dick on your back, slept with you in bed. Fuck your knowledge, bitch. I've been all pro. Before I even knew you, what what does that even? First of all, what does that even mean? Like I'll pro what? Like you you're busting out your Hall of Fame speech? <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> you hit me up <laughs> online, bitch, crying. I didn't hit you up. You never left my house since you had a hotel. You fell asleep on my couch. Fuck out of here, my baby mama. This all right. This is this is in English, so I'm I'm struggling. This is the part that this is the part that got me right here. We talk about yeah. Fuck out of here, my baby mama. <laughs> trick your dumb ass. Blast me, you're blast me, you're a failure. Telling everybody you own a gym. What you gonna blast? Don't fucking write my phone line, bit lion. Is it is it lean? Cause that's lean, right? L I E N. Yeah, I, I think he meant lion. Yeah, I know he meant lion. <laughs> lion, bitch. Thought it was easy to get a come up using God alias, using God alias, fake asshole. And your mama thought y'all hoes. What? And you and your mama thought y'all hoes had a come up. Fuck out of here. Don't write my team. Like what, yo? On an email, bro. On an email, like this is like you look at this screenshot. That's a legit email. Yeah. <laughs> it's got wrote. Now look, look, this is the other part of it. Thanks for giving us control over your life for three weeks. Next time you and your mama plot on a come up, again, like this is, if this is real, he basically said he did it. This is this isn't an OJ situation where he wrote the book after the fact. Like, right. This is him saying like, yo, y'all trying to come up on me. And this, this, all this happened. So if you put yourself, he's already putting himself in the same location as her. I'm, what else do you need to prove, right? Like sexual assault is a hard thing to prove to begin with. But you're putting yourself right. in the room and you're saying you did this to her. Like what What else do you need to do? Like that's pretty clear cut right there. If I mean, that's true. He didn't say he did it against her will. <laughs> yeah. But that 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 but that doesn't matter. Like now it becomes his word against hers, right? But he she has screenshots and text messages and emails. Like all those texts, all that stuff can be taken one way or another, especially in this climate. Yeah, man. I mean, I I know that you get you get heated and you do or say stuff for your type of message and you hit send when you shoot it. But yep. this dude's got a legal team. Like he's got too much money to lose. I don't understand how. I don't understand. I don't understand how you like. Listen, let's let's be crystal clear about this shit. Neither one of us have ever been professional athletes in any form or fashion, right? Like that's 
right. but we don't know what that life and the, those problems bring, right? Like, let's let's be clear about that. But the fact that you've seen other people be dragged down by different shit, like you've had players kill themselves. Like I think Steve McNair, right? Like he ended up like killing himself because like his girlfriend was leaving him, like before his wife yeah. or some shit, right? Like, and that came out of nowhere. That I was like, what? Yeah, that, and that was before like social media was even a thing. Like that was the thing we had to wait like on ESPN for. You know what I mean? Like we right. like yeah, yeah that was seen, before like Twitter and everything where you would get everything like right away. Exactly. Like it was it was so you see that and you hear these horror stories. And I guess there's that level of ignorance and the level of like, oh, it's not gonna happen to me. Like you have to put yourself in situations where you're not e- that's not even a possibility. That's why completely unrelated, Leonardo DiCaprio does it the right way, yo. He gets a non disclosure agreement. With every girl he dates, son. Like you know, I, I found out about that only a few months ago. I don't know if it was like Joe Rogan talking about it or, yeah. or somebody, maybe a comedian. And I heard him. I was like, hey, "What?" And yeah. he gets an NDA from every single one of them. That's <laughs> yeah, that's genius. Like you, you yeah. sign that you consented to everything. That's you know what I mean. Like also, it's a little scary because what the fuck kind of relationship are you in that you need an NDA? Right. Like. I couldn't even bring like an N, a D, and an A to my wife like that. Like, uh, you want to sign this? Like, no, bitch, fuck out of here. She whooped my ass. She's a very violent woman. No, I'm just playing. But yeah, man, like that's like you have to, you have to do things differently if you're in, when you're on that level of money and in that platform. Like, but he's in that email again. If it's true, right? We're all going off this hypothetical, allegedly situation. Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. Only two people know what happened. So you have to be better in knowing those situations. Like you could act the ass for for the Pittsburgh Steelers, for the Raiders. I don't give a shit. Like I don't. That's not a team I, I care. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I mean, like get your money. I don't care about that. Yeah, I don't give a shit that you lost. Act however you're gonna act. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't care. Like that's not the thing that like makes me like. Yeah, you're stupid because you're losing thirty million dollars potentially, or twenty million, or twenty five because this year's only with with New England's only like five million guaranteed, with possible incentives to nine. So you might have lost twenty one million dollars because of because of your actions. That's on you. I could give a fuck less. I don't. I don't care. But like in these situations, bro, like you're, and she's coming after you for your money. Like that's kind of, that's messing with your livelihood, man. And then he recorded John Gruden against his like unknown him unknowingly. Like he can get a server year. Like yo, what are you doing right now? I guess the biggest topic of conversation. Hey. It's the worst receiver actions I've ever seen. He got a. He needed to get out of. Oakland, though. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. one way of doing it. Yeah, but Pittsburgh did a dumb deal with them because he got they got worse trade draft draft picks back than they would have got with New England. Because with New England, they were going to mm-hmm. give them give them like a first and a third, and they ended yeah. up getting like a third and a fifth. So just if he was going to end up in New England anyway, you could have got a first round pick, and you're going to need it because you're basically trash now. <coughs> in Pittsburgh. Hey, I'm glad I'm glad you're keeping up with that and not me. I used to. I, I used to be, like, deep into, like, well, let, got, let's see what's, what's, what's the third string QB doing oh, this no. week. And I was going to be – like, I used to know all that stuff. And then, um, and then uh, I stopped. And then yeah, I stopped. No, the and only, I watch football now or basketball or anything just like as – like, it's entertainment. It's like, if I, if, it's like watching a movie. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't watch I the Browns because you're garbage. It. Yeah, I only know about it as much as I do because I'm in a group chat where, like, all my friends talk about it. Like, I'm – I get the information from them, so I'm just, yeah. I'm just re, re, like, reciting what they've told me and the information they've given me. Like I, I still, I don't follow it like I used to. Like I used to be yeah. into like who's the third string defensive end, 
for Miami that might have a breakthrough. Like it was, it was stupid back in the day. Like I'm still obsessed with the Miami Hurricanes. Like that's my one team. But even that is just like I don't follow recruiting as much as I used to. Right. And I just, yeah, I just kind of watch it for enjoyment, except for Saturday, which when when Miami lost. But yeah, like it's it's just I, my I guess I've gotten more. I want to say I don't want to say obsessed because it's not, but like I follow. I've started to follow more politics. And learning how people talk, you know what I mean? Like how people talk about it and all that stuff. And we were talking about that right before we started recording. So we're not, like, I said it on my last podcast for the first, like, the, as a disclaimer. I'm not going to respond to back and forth on, on social media. Because I've, I've learned that no, you're not actually listening in that conversation, right? Like, I'm always down to, like, discuss it on my podcast. and have, have, like, the nuance and the caveats that you're not going to get with somebody trying to win the argument and get the get the drop mic moment on you on social media. You know what I mean? Because they're like, yeah, I mean, time social to media. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Facebook, you got, you got you on one side and then you got the other person and they got 15 tabs open doing their research and you mm-hmm. drop a five paragraph essay. Bam. Yeah. Like no, no one, no one's trying to talk. It's just like, here's my point. Go ahead and give me yours, but I'm not listening. I'm going to give you some more of my point of view. Exactly. And, and I mean, I lean more left than I do right, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. Like yeah. some things, I'm maybe because I'm older and no, uh, no, that's... I have some money, so I'm a little bit more conservative on some things. But you know, most things I'm left leaning, but I wouldn't say I'm like a bleeding heart liberal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd like to have conversations with people. Like, okay, you feel that way? Like, why? Let me know why. Like, yeah. I'll tell you why I feel this way. This is how it came up. These have been my experiences, and that's why I feel the way I do. And people are – I've had some good conversations with people, and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm still a – I'm not trying to change anybody's, you know, point of view. And they're like, yeah, well, this is why I'm a conservative or why I support President Trump. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I, I get it. This is why I, I don't. But mm-hmm. we talk. and. Yeah. I still disagree with them, but I'm like, okay, I mean, that's how you feel. That that's that's your experience, and that's why you feel the way you do. That's fine, and you know. But a lot of times, it's just people like, just freaking a fire hose of just, yeah. Here's what I think. I don't care what you nope. think, and no one's listening to anyone. So it, it gets old. Yeah. So I so when I realized it, that it just got to be too. Because I stopped posting as much politics, like in the last couple months. Like I'll post memes and like mm-hmm. funny. You know what I mean? I mean, you follow me. Yeah. Like I used to go on my rants and stuff like that, but then I was like, man, like I'm I'm bringing this toxicity to my, you know what I mean, to my page, and it's just like yeah. you go into your, you check your Facebook and there's all these notifications of people going on. I was like, okay, so then what I started doing because I still wanted to to have that discussion, right? It was never to like attack somebody's ideas because that that way you're you're not getting anything of it. I mean, like I, it's the same way I want to do it. Like it's why I started this podcast. It's like to get mm-hmm. people with differing opinions. And I want to understand why is why is it that you think that way? Why is it that you think right. you have the right to do this over? You know what I mean? Like just have that understanding. But what I've what I've in my small anecdotal ev- you know anecdotal evidence of it is like a lot of people don't speak from their own experiences, right? Like they're speaking to like what's right. told to them that's happening because they've they've never seen like they've never seen Chicago. You know what I mean? Like they've never been to Chicago to to know what it's like. I have friends that live in Chicago. None of them are gang members shooting up, you know, shooting up everybody, having like the quote unquote, you know what I mean? Like that's, there's also that, like when there's, so it's like, it's people who are spewing out or regurgitating. Well, it's talking points. 
Yeah, right. Like it's not it's not anything that they've actually experienced. It's not like right. because when they look at that, like, oh yeah, I'm I'm friends with Mexicans. You know what I mean? Or or I'm friends with black people. Like they don't they don't right. look at it through that lens. They look at it like, yeah, Mexicans are here trying to take over. Like what what do you what, bro? Like you just hung out with Wong last week. Like and he was cool then. Like nothing nothing changed, bro. Like that person didn't become a bad person and a drug dealer or a bad hombre in that time frame when the last time you were at a barbecue with him. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's this fear-mongering, yeah. regurgitating shit that, like, doesn't make sense to me. Like, it, it just... Yeah, it's like you said... Go ahead. Yeah, it's like you said, people people are just going to say what, whatever it is they want to say, and, and they have talking points, and it, they, it's already been established by whatever news outlet they, they watch or listen to, mm-hmm. and they just kind of repeat that same stuff that's been said over and over with no real like experience behind it. it's just like this is this is it yep like okay i mean and not everyone's like that you know but but i've run into people that that are and I, I, it's soured like i don't even get into politics anymore i used to follow politics i used to and now it's just like you know what what's the point like i'm yep. gonna go make my money i'm gonna i'm going to raise my kids as, as best as i can mm-hmm. and give them an opportunity to do whatever it is they want to do when they get older and Hopefully in ten years, if I can retire early, yeah. I'm getting the hell up out of here. Going to Spain, going to the Philippines, going somewhere else. Yeah, nothing wrong with this country. I love the U.S. I love it, but I'm ready to like move on and go go do something else. Yeah, yeah. Like and when and when people hear that, so for you guys that don't know, myself and Jonathan are both veterans, right? So we we yeah. come we're coming from a different perspective. I I don't want to say like I was thinking about this earlier. I don't want to say that we have a bigger voice. Than, than most people, but I, I think a lot of times, like the word like, of, that comes from veterans gets muted because you're supposed to be this monolith of like America always. You know what I mean? Like patriotism. Yeah, patriotism and all this stuff. Patriotism is is a big blanket of whatever you want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not this. Yeah. It's not this. It's a good marketing term. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's not this. It, it's not this one thing that like that's that's what you got to believe in. That doesn't because that, that doesn't make sense. Like patriotism, yeah. the reason why I joined was 9-11. You know what I mean? Like, and also because I needed to get the fuck out of the situation I needed to get out of. I mean, like I was, right. I got kicked out of high school. I, I didn't finish. I, I got kicked out of high school. I went to job corps and I needed to do this. It was, it was out of necessity. Then you, then you have patriotism with your, with your battle buddies. I mean, the people you're serving with, because those are the people right. you want to make sure they come home. You know what I mean? And, and you lose friends and all that stuff. That's the version of patriotism that really resonates with soldiers and airmen and marines you know what i mean like a lot of people don't don't have a real definition of patriotism there and you can't be told what it is because when you serve and you take that oath it becomes a different beast it becomes a different a different animal altogether you know what i mean one thing i was gonna tell like before i went on that patriotism right give me one second so the reason one of the reasons why i stopped talking politics i was talking to one of my friends i'm not gonna say his name on here i was going back and forth about i'll give the example and if he watches he knows who he, he knows who he is it was uh going back and forth about the Eric Garner thing, right? About the cop who was uh who was eventually <laughs> fired like five and a half years later, and right. this guy was like coming to the defense of it and like giving excuses. I was like, "Yo, but like the department said that that move, the chokehold was illegal. Like no, nothing else should matter about that. Like in the military, you can't do a bunch of shit that you can go to jail for. Like in the military, it has like crazy rules. Like if you get caught doing any other position than than missionary, you can go to jail for adultery." <laughs> You can go to, you know I mean? uh, yeah. go to go to jail for like pissing hot. You, you can go to jail for a plethora of different things that you don't go to jail for 
and the outside world, like, because those are the rules that you took an oath for. Like, you took, you read the department guidelines and said, yo, you can't do a chokehold, and then you did it, and somebody died, and then you're back here five and a half years later debating whether or not that was good. Like, I'm like, there's no point here then. Pretty straightforward. Hold on, I gotta say good night to my son. Come on, right, bud. Love you. Love Guess I'm gonna take I'll okay. check on you later. Good night. Wow, that's what's up, man. But yeah, you know what I mean? It's pretty straightforward after that. Like, there's nothing else to say. Like, if, if I have to argue black and white with gray, then I got nothing else, man. Like, I'm done here. Like, it's... Yeah, exactly. Like, how straightforward do you want it to be? That's pretty clear yeah. cut. Yeah, like, that's it. Like, that that's all I need. Like, <clears throat> after that, I was like, you know what, man? Like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, some people just completely believe in authority and can't understand why somebody would question it, which is one of the problems I had in the military. I was like, yo, if I had... Somebody in charge of me was a dumbass. I was like, yo, like, this is, you're clearly here just because of PT. Like, it's not because you, you're a good, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know those Right, things. you're a PT stud and you got promoted. Yeah, exactly. You're not, <laughs> you're not an actual leader. Like, let's get two things very clear. I got in trouble yeah. for that one time, but, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I just, I like having the conversation. But I was like, man, I'm really having a debate with somebody who's like, argue, like, yo, like, I'm not even telling you it was wrong, which it was. The department, the NYPD said, yo, man, you can't do this. And you did it, and then you're then you're mad because the guy got fired five years later and still collected a paycheck. Five years later, like that's crazy. Did he collect a? Yeah, yeah. He was still on duty. Like he was. Yeah, he got his. I I think he can't get his pension. But dude, a guy is dead. Like again, like I don't want to rehash it, but like Eric Garner died because he called the. He tried to stop a fight. That's why there was a comment there because two other two other people were fighting and he was trying to stop it and they thought he had something to do with it. Then after the fact, they brought up the whole, oh, but he sold loose cigarettes. So he deserved to die? Like, what? Because he <laughs> sold somebody a Newport? Sounds reasonable. You know what I mean? Sounds legit. Like, what? Like, after that, I was like, yo, like, there's no point. And that was, that was after years, mind you, the whole political argument started in 2015, right? Like, late 2015 and all this. So it was a good uh-huh. three and a half years of me bashing my head up against the fucking wall and arguing with people, including my own family, sometimes including my own mother. You know what I mean? Who's yeah, on. I see. Like, they're like, <laughs> I'm, what is going on here? I was like, Mom, like, you could be one of the people they're talking about. Like, you don't speak English that well. Like, you think people aren't going to look at you sideways? Right. I've told her that. That's only look, I'm, saying, I'm only saying that on this podcast because yeah. of that. Because I'm terrified of my mom. Let's just be 100% clear. I've told you that to her face, oh, so I, I can know. say that here. You know my mom's <laughs> terrifying <I know>. woman. <laughs> oh, man. No, you know what's crazy is that it, like, I'm not against the police. No. People, like, you just, but when there are bad apples, and like, there are bad police officers. It's yeah. like there's bad soldiers, soldiers. bad anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, you you have to make it, you don't just excuse it, sweep it under the rug, and, and let them, and that's a problem I think most people have, right? No one's against the police. They're just against bad cops. Yep. And then the legal system or the justice system is like they have some special rules for police officers. Like they just kind of seem to get different treatment. And look, cops, like, you know, the clo- I've been deployed, right? So the closest I've come to like to combat, to be, I've been in some, some situations, right? Right. But cops have to face that, especially the guys that patrol certain areas. Like they, they face that on a daily basis. That's 100%. what they do. So like I I I feel for them. Like I, I understand, like you have to be able to react. 
but I remember it, the rules may have changed after I got out, but I remember when I was active duty, it was, um, you, you couldn't shoot first, right? The rules of engagement were very strict and mm-hmm. you had to give warning shots and all sorts of stuff before you even fired mm-hmm. at somebody. Yep. Whereas it seems, it seems like cops not, you know, it seems like cops are taught to, you know, act first before someone else has a chance to, you know, to, to, so they're not taught to react. They're taught to act. Yeah. And I'm sure they're taught to deescalate situations as well. But like when you see men and women that, you know, cops that aren't following those, those rules, like just make an example out of them. Yeah. Like, because when, good, when good. someone collects a paycheck for five years, what's, what's that telling everyone else that you yeah. have a special set of rules to play by? Like yeah. no one hates cops. No one hates, hates police. No, like, no. You literally, need the police. Li- I need the police. Yeah. Like literally no one has ever said I hate cops. Like, People who said that aren't are dumb and irresponsible with, with their kind of rhetoric. Like, that's not ever what I'm saying. Like, well, yeah, like, dude, like, if you have a bad so like, if you have a bad soldier, you get them out. You don't keep them there, you know what I mean, to keep collecting a paycheck. Because you're, what you're doing is putting other cops at risk, right? Like, I don't understand. Right. I don't understand why that isn't a thing that happens more, right? Like, and if it is a bad apple. So the funny thing, so I watched the, a John Oliver thing on, on police, right? So the thing about uh-huh. that slogan, a few bad apples, the rest of that yeah. slogan is a few bad apples spoil the barrel, right? So that's that's yeah. how that works. Like, because you have these few bad cops, because there's probably hundreds of thousands, if not a couple million cops, right? But when you, yeah. when you have these bad ones highlighted, you shouldn't, what you don't do when you know some, they did something clearly wrong because it's in the department guidelines, you don't then Make back them up. Me. You don't then just back them up for five years and then get mad after the fact. Like, that doesn't seem real. That, that's, that doesn't happen in any other, any other job. Like, doctors, nurses, a, a EMTs, firefighters. No other job gets that kind of leeway. Given it, it's an incredibly hard job. I will never take anything away. They do some shit that I have friends that are cops. When a, a guy that I used to, that I work security with is a cop now in Orlando. Like I have friends mm-hmm. that are cops that have, people have. Tr- I respect what they do. That shit is hard. That shit is terrifying because you never know. But again, like you also have to have a trust with the community because, like I, I'm looking at it this way, right? Like if you take a step back, let's say you get pulled over by a cop who is that shoot first cop, right? Like you're you as a civilian are also terrified for your life. You also don't know if this, you know what I mean? Like because you've seen right. the videos. Because you see that cops constantly back back them up and no matter what they do. So you don't know if this cop is that cop that might instigate some shit. So that those cops have to be weeded out because it, it makes the job for the cop harder. Because that person that can probably have a gun because there's 370 million guns in this country, you're, you're putting yourself at, at risk because that person wants to make it home too. Just like you do. Like yeah, no, I, It's I not helping anybody. And it's disingenuous and it's bullshit when you come to the defense of it because you're risking your own life, bro. Like, your job is hard enough. Why have shitty cops on duty? That only makes it worse for you because everybody's going to think you're a shitty cop. Right. And I mean, the whole, the entire point, especially some, some police departments, right? Community policing and being involved in the community. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to be part of that community if you're standing up for, for people that are taking advantage of those people they're supposed to be protecting? Yeah, like it just, yeah, you know, denouncing cops like that 
doesn't mean that, you know, it, it means you're denouncing bad cops. Yeah. Like, that's like, what you should do. You know, yeah, we have like, bad soldiers and, and it was clear, like, you're a bad soldier. Like, we need to, there are things that you do to, to, to correct, you know, situations, but you don't just sweep it under the rug and, and then go on and, you know, business as usual. No, you like you you have again like it it just doesn't make sense. And then with the training, I think the training should be longer and more strenuous to weed out possible cops with with bad attitudes or or a little bit too afraid in those situations. Because listen, man, if me and you are partners, and I know you're terrified always, then I'm gonna be on a heightened sense of I have to overreact right. to have to protect. Like think about it, right? Like being in the military, if you have to clear a room, if the person in front of you. It's kind of a dig and kind of a piece of shit and kind of cocky. That's going to be worse. For, that's putting your life in danger. Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. how, it, how it becomes this thing of like, oh, cops are, cops can't be criticized or anything. It's bad enough that cops can't be sued. Like, if they do something wrong, like a cop itself. Like, I saw that Hassan Minaj thing. Where he I was, was, t- was going to tell you, I saw that a, a couple of days ago. I was like, let me watch this ep- All his ep- episodes. I've liked that show. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen all of them. Oh, yeah. uh, and like the season just ended. But, uh, yeah, I caught that that last one on policing in America and the way yeah. you know the cops are trained, and that was kind of eye opening. Like I know they have different training, but just I alluded to it earlier when they they're taught to act first, yeah. react. So act first, ask questions later. Yeah. So the the slogan I've heard from cops, and again I won't say names because you know what I mean. Like it's hard. Like I want to have like my my goal is to have a podcast with the cops, but they can't come on because they can't have that that openness, and they gotta be. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make sense. Like yo, like this would be a version of outreach to the community. Like, even if right. 40 people watch this, that's 40 people who have a better understanding of what it's like to be a cop. Like, what it goes through when you're at a traffic stop and you don't know if the person you're about to pull over has a gun or if the person in the passenger seat is have, a woman is having a baby. Like, I don't know any of that shit. Like, I don't know what that feels like. So, hiding behind this blue wall and everything's secret and it's always protect us, like, that helps nobody out. But that, that Hassan Minaj thing where, like, you can't even sue a cop. So, <clears throat> I don't know. You weren't living in South Florida at the time. This is probably 10 years ago. I was still living down there, right? I think cause I think you were even still active duty. We, we were talking. We, we always talked throughout the years. So, this cop got pulled over by a Florida Highway Patrol, right? Cop was on duty, drunk as fuck. Like, swerving because the cop had, the FHP had a dash cam. So, you could see the cop mm-hmm. swerve. Pulled over. I think he flew, like, a. 1.9 or some shit. And, you know, legal limit was like 0.08. So, yeah, like, they didn't fire the cop that got pulled over. That got pulled over. They, like, made, they bullied so poor, so badly the FHP that she quit. Like, dude, like, what? Like, he's drunk on duty, and he was cool. Didn't lose his job. I think he had, like, desk duty in, for a couple weeks, and he was fine. But the cop that pulled him over for him breaking the law ended up having to <clears> resign. For the for the treatment she was getting, then where do you go? Who's the bad cop there? Is it then? Is it more so the establishment of the police? Is it the training? Is it the whole system? Because if a cop's drunk on duty, what if he's reporting to a call? What if he's supposed to go back up with right. a cop? Like, I don't I don't get that defense of it. You know what I mean? Like, it just it doesn't make sense to me. And again, let me say it again because people are gonna be uh, Ben shitting on cops again. Cop job is incredibly difficult. But when you have bad police, you have to get bad police out of there. It shouldn't be you defend them to no to the end. Like that doesn't make sense, because all you're doing is making it harder for the cops and harder for the community that 
lives lives in those areas, man. Like it just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me, bro. Everybody does. No, yeah. I, uh, every Friday I go to this, uh, or every other Friday I go to this. Uh, like they have a, a beer and wine tasting at this crazy ass supermarket down the street. But it's got a Starbucks. It's got a bar. It's got all sorts of craziness in there. And I I talked to it like it's the same cop that goes in there because you know they stay open. You pay seven dollars and you get to taste like three or four different flights of beers and wine and stuff like that. And then people, obviously, after they have their flights, then they start buying more. And so I got to know the cop. Like, cop, I don't even know his 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 last name, Officer John. So we happen to have the same name. Right. And he comes by, and he's on shift, and we'll be drinking, and we'll, we'll buy him fried chicken and all sorts of <laughs> I mean, because he's, and, you know, you get to know him. We talk about what he does, and there's been some drunk people. And, like, you, you need, like, we're not shitting on cops. Yeah. Nobody's shitting on cops. Like Ever. you need cops like that 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 are in the community and they talk to the people that they're supposed to be. And that's the same guy that patrols our streets, yep. like from time to time. Like him and, and and a couple other different guys, but I've seen them around. So, like, I, I was you beat me to it. No one's shitting on cops, but when when those bad apples, like especially since we have social media, everyone's got a phone. My mm. he just went to bed. My sixth grader has a phone, mm -hmm. right? Anyone can put up a phone and, and film it and stream it live on whatever platform they want to stream it on. Yep. And they catch someone doing something obviously wrong. Like you just, you got to make an example out of them, yeah. you know? And that doesn't mean, but when you, when you talk about, you mentioned that, that highway patrol, I remember that story. And it, cause I think it was, you're the one that told me that story. Mm -hmm. I just got mm -hmm. back from uh, Korea. Yeah. Um, like at, at that point, I, I mean, it's, you think it's the establishment, right? Because no matter what you're, you're protecting these bad apples mm -hmm. regardless. And, and it's, it's whether it's Florida, whether it's New York, Texas, you know, uh, Missouri, wherever it's the same protection of these guys that are obviously in the wrong. And I, I, I don't get it, you know, but having said all that, that's still the minority of cops. Like the majority yep. of cops are, are great. That's why I like, no one's shitting on cops, but those bad cops, just those bad cops, like you have to, you have to treat them, you know, you can't treat them with kid gloves. No. You just can't because then you're making these people or their families victims all over again. Yeah. Like what if what if that cop on duty all those years ago drunk drove and killed somebody, right? Like who knows what could have happened there? Then, then <clears throat> what? Like then what happens? Like does that, does the establishment come up and protect them too? You know what I mean? Like, it it doesn't right. like with all the great cops, good cops, above average cops, detectives, lieutenant, all those people. Like I and if it and if it is the minority, why do you protect bad? Like why are bad cops protected? Like I don't. Again, like I'm just asking the question. There's yeah. tons of there's tons. They can do a bunch of other jobs, bro. There's tons of other things they can do. They could. They could work for Blackwater if that's still a thing, and and you know what I mean. And go overseas right. deployments. There's a ton of other things they can do. You're giving a bad name to police, and you're making people not trust cops. Like I, was, but I think, I mean, I, I get why they do it because obviously, if they set that precedent, whomever it happens to be, then it opens the door for everyone else that feels like they were mistreated by a cop even just a little bit when they probably weren't, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like someone that thinks that the cop used excessive force when they didn't, then it opens the door and it goes back to like that Hassan Minaj episode where like you have to prove, you know, 
something happened, but you can't prove it because it hasn't been proven before. So yeah. that's why no one wants to to be that first. Because once you, you set that precedent, now there's a legal background for a ton of other cases. Yeah. So, I mean, is it right? I, I don't know, but something's got to be done, you know, not just letting someone go five years collecting a paycheck. But then it becomes a worse, like, then what, what ends up happening, right? We've seen it hundreds of times now. Is what happened is that community that that person was killed in or whatever, that they end up suing the city and then the taxpayers of that city have to pay right. them, you know what I mean? Have to pay the money. So then again, like, how how are you winning? Like, because, okay, because all you've done really is back up a cop that did something that you said was illegal. Like you just, you like back to the Eric Garner thing, you decided as the department that this move is illegal and you can't do it. And then mm-hmm. you, so you write that rule and then you do nothing of it. So then you're a department that doesn't enforce your own laws and, and you know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. It, it's yeah. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. I didn't think we were going to talk that long about cops. Like that wasn't even a thing we had talked about that we were going to talk about, but that just kind of, that just kind of happened. I know. And I was trying to get to the point where like you said it first, but no one's shitting on cops. They're, they're shitting on bad cops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, those are the ones that make the headlines. Yeah. I will forever shit on bad cops. I'm, like that's just, that's just what it is. Cause there's way too many great cops out there that are getting their names dragged through the mud because of these bad right. cops. So good cops need to stand up for themselves. Like, yo, man, this motherfucker needs to go. And if that good cop does it, he can't be de- deemed a snitch, a rat, or any of those things. Because that shit happens, too. Actually, have, we'll end it here with the, with the whole cop thing, right? Like, in yeah. Indiana, with, with Pete Buttigieg, right? His his police chief, like, said that, like, one of, like, I'm trying to paraphrase the story because it's pretty long. So, like, one of his one of his cops was like, yo, this guy, this this other cop did something wrong. So he made sure that, like, when that cop responded to a call, he went by himself, had no backup. Now, let this I'm just putting race in here because that's who that's who the cop was. The cop happens to be black, the police chief happened to be happened to be white, and a bunch of other shit. You can research that on your own. That Pete Buttigieg mm-hmm. thing is crazy. Not a lot of people are looking into it because you know he's the establishment's darling, but he covered that shit right. up too. And there was like there's tapes. There's tapes of him saying, like, yo, no, fuck him. Like, I'm not backing up this cop. Like, again, like, even so, if you argue against the establishment when you are the establishment, so that cop goes, hey, man, this cop's doing something wrong. Like, what? Like, so you're letting this cop off to die? Like, if he reports to something crazy, you're not going to send any backup? Like, it's it's, it's too confusing and convoluted to, to try to explain away in this podcast. Yeah. But. <laughs> no, no, I didn't think we were going to talk about it for 25 minutes. Or no, definitely not. Whatever, so, and in conclusion with that is, fuck bad cops, right? I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. That's, we get 100%. And real quick, and it's not the cops that are like kind of dicks. You know what I mean? That when they give you a ticket, no, that's that's not who we're talking about. No, that's... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just a cop being a cop. I don't give a fuck. But it's the cop that like strangles the person when they're not supposed to do that. That's the cop I'm kind of talking about. Yeah, that's. I think that's where the line is, right? Like, if someone's just being a dick, that's that's. Yeah. I, I chalk it up to just him being a cop, like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not that all cops are like that, but yeah, we're talking about like this crazy shit that's going on. People are losing their lives, getting shot up. Like, yeah. man, I'm, Chris. You know, my brother and my friends yeah. tell me, "Hey, look, you look a certain way, even though you're Latino. So you look a certain way, and you might be treated differently than some of us." Yes. And and you know, and they're right, but fuck for like the last three or four years when I was um, 
when all this stuff was really like just heating up and it was in the media and it was everywhere and it seemed like every like every day someone was getting shot and it was on the news i was on high alert i was like crap like even though i looked the way i look i know i'm latino i know i speak a certain way yeah. and i live in cleveland ohio shit i live in strongsville it's 94 white yeah and yeah. my wife and i make up the minority population of latinos <laughs> and asians like that's it it's this household that's it yeah that's it And I was on like I was nervous. I was like, oh man, like if a cop pulls me over, I've done nothing wrong. But like, like my hands would be like on the steering wheel, yeah. Oh, yeah. because that's the kind of stuff that I was like, I don't want to give someone the wrong idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. Listen, I've been. But it's crazy because. Good, good. I'm in the country. Yeah, because you know I, I got pulled over a couple of times, and the cops weren't. They were just like, hey, uh, you were going 10 miles over the limit. Let me give you a warning later. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like. Yeah. We just did during that time. I I didn't know how to how to act except like let me just keep my hands here and not say anything stupid like I usually do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want so I've I've been stopped uh three times in the last 16 months. So twice by border patrol. One time because like my my license plate for my work truck was like about to expire because it was like 1217. And mm -hmm. it was so I had till the end of the month, and it was a, it was gonna expire. The license plate was on the way, whatever. So the cop pulls me over. Again, it wasn't it wasn't an awkward. You know what I mean? He wasn't a dick or nothing. We talked, asked me a bunch of times if I was a citizen, you know, yeah, so on and so forth. Because he was a board he was border patrol. Right. So th that one that one didn't bother me as much because I he gave me a reason and he was cool. And we had this dog that I I kind of fucking fell in love with. Like he had this Belgian Malinois, which kind of looks like a German Shepherd. But short is a short-haired German Shepherd almost. Okay. If you ever, if you ever get the chance to Google that, that's a that's a badass dog. That dog is like the Navy Seal of dogs. Like What is it dog, called? Belgian Malinois. M A L I N O I S. It is the it's it's a German Shepherd. Oh on, yeah. Yeah, it's a German Shepherd on steroids, but like super badass. You know what I mean? But like without the anger yeah. issues. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. So he was, so he walked the dog. He was cool. We talked for like 30, 35, 30, 40 minutes. He was cool. I told him what I do. I was like, listen, and I opened the back of the truck because my license plate at the time was based in, in uh, Arizona. So uh, he's like, there's a lot of human trafficking that comes out of Arizona. Yada, yada, yada. Like, All right, cool. No problem, man. You gotta check it. But then the other time, the other two times I was at the gas station right by my house. I think the demographics in my area is like 87% white and like and black and Mexican, right? Like, I, I think that's mm -hmm. pretty much it. Like, there's probably different versions of Mexican, but that's how they, like, if you look online, <laughs> you know, like, right. Guatemalans, Nicaraguans, like, that, you know, they just, they just put them all as Mexican here. That's Just Mexican, just, yeah. Yeah, Mexican or other. That's, like, kind of how you follow this. Being, being right. Panamanian and Cuban, I don't know which, which side I'm on. So, I, I was at, the, I was at the gas station, and I'm going to go get something to drink, and the cop just stopped me. You know what I mean? Like, and we, and he asked me, I was like, and I don't want to, And I don't want to, like, ask him why I'm being stopped because I'm legit afraid. Like, this, this guy has a fucking gun on his hip. Like, I'm, I'm terrified. Like, yo, like, am I about to go to jail? Like, do I fit the description? Like, what's going on here? And he ended, it ended up being just because, like, he didn't even, like, give me a reason why he stopped me. And I was talking to my friend, the, my same boy, my same boy that, I, that, that was a cop at the time that mm -hmm. I got into the whole Eric Garner debate with. And I was like, yo, man, so this, this, and this happened. He's like, no, they're supposed to give you a reason. I was like, bro, again, this dude is white. I was like, yo, like, there's a there's a privilege that you're given that I'm not afforded. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. I it's, it's never, I, I've had the first experience 
I was like 15 with Richard driving in the in the driver's seat, and my and my friend Alex, a big ass Dominican guy, we're like 16 years old. The cops stopped us because, and it got my dad out of the car because they thought we were kidnapping him. Like, mind you, why would he kidnap him? And this is in Springs, by the way. This was in Miami Springs. I was uh-huh. like, why would we kidnap him and let him drive? <laughs> how does you know what I mean? How does that make sense? Like, he could just drive us to the police station. We can't do shit. Then we're, then we're kind of you know, then we're kind of stuck. But yeah, man, like it's just it's it's a relationship that has to be mended, and it has to start from the the people in authority, right? Because yeah. we can't keep screaming, "Please don't shoot us!" Hands up. When you're like, "Nah, man, we gonna keep this guy that killed that choked this guy to death uh, on for five years." Like then there's no there's no in between there's no middle ground. We're not meeting anywhere. All right, it's fucking crazy, bro. Was that 30 minutes on cops? Something that we yeah, didn't even fucking, enough. we didn't talk about in our in our pre-show? That's crazy. So one other thing, I, I wanted to ask you about something. I know we talked about, we could talk about guns, but I wanted to ask you what your thought on, obviously we're two assholes doing a podcast from Cleveland, Ohio and Bushnell, Florida, right? Like what we say isn't going to move the needle on one, one or the other. We're just having a conversation via yeah, video yeah. and audio, you know what I mean? Like, what's your so? What's your thought on universal health care? I know we didn't talk about this before. I just wanted to take like your your hot take or whatever, quote unquote, on that. Like, what do you think about it? I'm all for it. Now, look, here, here's the thing with universal health care or or any health care. I was in the army for 12 years. Yeah. My wife retired, so yeah. I had free health care for a long time. Mm-hmm. Even after I got out, she was still active duty, so I had free health care, free yeah. dental, free whatever, like. I didn't feel that pain. Now I knew about the pain. Hell, when I was like 13, I remember looking at my stepdad's prudential bill and he was paying like five, $600 mm-hmm. back in the nineties. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. So I don't even want to know how much insurance for a family, like good insurance costs right now. I can tell you. And uh, I, can tell you, I can tell you. I, uh, I, I don't, I, I'll cry. I think uh, I might cry. So for me and my wife, cause we have, so when you work for somebody, you, you don't have, any any control over it, right? Whoever your corporation or your company negotiates with, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's not nothing on the company I work for because a lot of people that I work with listen to this podcast, but it's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. Like a company makes a deal with a, with a certain insurance a, insurance yep. company, and they work so they could they could raise up the premiums, they could raise up all the things they want to. So be, between me and my wife, a month I think we pay fifteen sixteen hundred dollars a month. That yeah yeah dude so and every year and and every every year it's gotten to be a little bit more through different different things and so the people like if I I'll tell you like this if I paid that much money but I didn't then on top have the copays the the hidden fees and charges of going to the emergency room I'll give you an example like I had a panic attack two weeks before my wedding right I never had a panic attack before thought I was having a fucking heart attack mm-hmm. like that's it I'm about to die it's over terrified so it was like i wake up i couldn't breathe my wife's like stop being a bitch i tell the story she says it herself she's like stop being a bitch you're having a panic attack i've had them before you're fine you know it's a lot of stress with the wedding coming up and all that shit i was like no no no. Mm-hmm. i think i'm dying like i'm pretty sure like this is it like let's <laughs> let's let's, let's, let's take this yeah let's let's take this shit to the er she's like fine so i go they run a bunch of tests i before i go because i know how insurance works because i work in the medical in the medical industry like I, I look to make sure they're under my that that hospital is under my insurance. 
because the hospital's under That's my crazy. insurance, yeah. right? Which is crazy. I'm having a fucking panic attack. Maybe in my mind, a heart attack. So I, I go, I still open up my laptop, look it up, and then I go. So I the the help the hospital is covered, but the doctor that saw me, because he wasn't a, he was a doctor that was just covering the ER for that night. That shit ended up costing me twenty seven hundred dollars. I ended up having like who the like ninety eight percent of people don't just have three grand laying around that they could just pay shit yeah. off. So I ended up having then that obviously that went into collections and all this other shit. I ended up having to settle that for like twelve hundred bucks. But dude, I'm paying. Then why am I paying you X amount of money for a month if I'm still gonna get charged on the back end? So if I'm paying, I'll tell you like this: if I'm paying fifteen hundred dollars a month and I don't have all that extra hidden shit, all those other fees where like I have to count my chips because yeah, I make I, I make good money, right? Like I'm able to afford certain shit, but I yeah. don't I don't want to then pay this much money that's taken out of my check to then have to pay my insurance a certain amount to meet my deductible to then maybe get some stuff covered. Like that's insane to me. And you have no control over it. And the people who, I, I don't know who who argues against that in a rational way without just saying, oh, I don't want to pay for somebody else's heart transplant or some shit. Look, I I got family that lives in Spain. Cousins, aunts, and, um, you know, Spain is part of the European Union. And, and, you know, they don't have the greatest economy, right? Like, I have family yeah. members that are engineers, and they're making combined less than what I make. You know, they're, they're fucking engineers. Yep. And, um, but my, my cousin was talking to me about, uh, the healthcare there. I was like, so, you know, what, what is it? He's like, well, I fucked up my wrist. So I had to stop, you know, lifting for a couple months, but I haven't gone to the doctor yet. I'm like, what are you waiting for? He's like, yeah, but if I go to the doctor, then I'm going to have to wait. I'm like, so how long are you going to have to wait? It's probably like a month before I can go be seen again or have surgery. I'm like, all right, but how much is that going to cost you? Not a damn yeah. thing. Yeah. Except time. So you're talking about like surgery to repair, you know, some broken stuff. I was like, come on, you know, I don't, I don't even want to know how much it's going to cost over here again, because my wife is retired. She's a veteran. I need to do my VA claim so I can get my free healthcare. Mm -hmm. But like you said, you pay 1500 between you and your wife. I think we pay like 600 for the year for the family. Yeah. So that, that, you know, and that, and that's through TRICARE because she's a retiree and all that stuff. Again, like I, I haven't felt the pain, but I know that. That's not the majority of people. And yeah. a two thousand, three thousand, four thousand dollar hit, people can't absorb that. And not only can they not absorb it, a lot of people don't even have good enough credit to be able to take out a personal loan to cover that mm-hmm. and then pay it back. So it goes into collections and then they have to settle. And I, I that's probably one of the reasons why the, these medical these insurance companies don't I don't know if they've started doing it yet, but they were putting it on people's credit history. Like people mm-hmm. have Thousands and thousands or hundreds oh, no, of thousands do. of dollars. No, yeah, they do. They put, they'll put I know your for a while debt. they weren't putting it. Yeah, yeah, they'll put your medical debt. They'll put your medical debt in collections, and it'll show up on your credit report. One hundred percent. For a while they weren't doing it. No, they do, they're they fully doing it now. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because it's so many people that fall into that category. Yeah. Like, that's just that would that would destroy everybody's credit. Yeah. Like, how is anyone able to afford anything because this country runs on credit? And then how? And then the thing is, is like you're in this debt while also having the same insurance that you're still paying for. You know what I mean? Right. Like how do, like bitch, I'm paying you thirty thousand dollars a year or whatever. Take it mm-hmm. out of that. Like why do I then have to pay the the anesthesiologist because that they happen to change partners the week before 
So then, mm-hmm. then what? You know what I mean? Like all these things you don't have control over. If you have universal health care, you don't have to worry about none of that shit. And think about like I, I, another thing that I talk about that I think about is like think about the people who want to start their own business, right? Like if you have universal health care, you're afforded the possibility of making your own dream happen instead of having to work for somebody else. Like, look, man, I'm very honest about. Like, if I had a dream, this is what the fuck I would do. Like, I, I would do right. podcasts. I would do media. This is what, I. I don't want to wake up at three thirty in the morning and drive. A, you know what I mean? And drive a truck and do all this other shit. I don't, man. Like, being completely honest, who the fuck does? Like, if I want, if I'm making waking up at three thirty in the morning, it's because I gotta catch a flight because I'm about to do a podcast with Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Like, right. or or, right. Some, or some shit like that. Like, I want to do something positive and like. Given I I I do what I do and I, and I love what I do, but I don't want to do that forever. But financially, I can't afford to do anything else. It's afforded me a great life. But if I'm able to, if I have, if I have universal healthcare, then I'm able to do this and focus more on this because I don't have the stress of seventeen hundred dollars or whatever it is coming out of my check every, you know what I mean, every month, and having to worry about okay, well my wife has is gonna have to have this next week or that or this this medication. Or this medication now went up thirty eight percent out of nowhere because you have no control over any of that shit. Like, and the thing is, I've had universal healthcare. We had it in the military. That's the right. fuck it was. Like, I had knee, I had knee surgery, CTs, MRIs. Never paid a motherfucking dime. So if you That's have, I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly. I'm a hundred. I know what it's like. Yeah, I know. I've experienced it. It's fucking amazing. Oh my god, could you imagine the government having control over healthcare? I've experienced it, bro. It works great. Given you might have to be up early as fuck one night for an MRI because your appointment's at two a.m. <laughs> that that's happened to me. But yeah. and I you get don't it. have to pay any They're, money. The doctors are yeah, and you don't have the greatest doctors, but hey, they are doctors. Like yeah, they're, not, they're you know what I mean. Students. Like it's not it's it's not Bob from yeah. like down the street who's a mechanic part time and then he does this doctor shit on the side. Yeah, they're like, still doctors. You're seeing doctors. Yeah, you know what I mean, and so you know, my I haven't had to have surgeries, but my wife's had multiple surgeries, and I mean, I know I've lived through universal healthcare. Like that's that's what it is because we we're yeah. in the army for so long. One hundred percent universal. Healthcare. People complain about I have to pay for other people's healthcare. It's gonna. I was like, but what do you think you're doing now with private insurance? Yeah. Like you're paying more. You might yeah. not be paying for someone else's, but you're paying fifteen hundred dollars to cover you and your wife and your kid. Ah. But see, the thing your is, your taxes might go up, but it wouldn't go up fifteen hundred dollars a month if you had universal health care. I can tell you that. Yeah, and here's the thing: is you're actually you actually are paying for other people through private insurance because it's not like that's what insurance that, is. Yeah, yeah, that's what insurance is. Like you, it doesn't go into like a ben, bank account in the insurance company right. that I have, right? It goes into like Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, uh, all these. You know what I mean? All these other companies, you name them. Like it goes into those, and then that pile. I don't I don't know how they distribute it. Because if I'm paying that much money, I shouldn't have to pay nothing on the back end. Like, if I'm putting, you know what I mean? Like, it's, again, we've experienced universal health care. I had knee surgery. Well, I didn't pay a single dime. I, I took my ID to the hospital. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Like, I didn't have to worry about yeah. a copay. I didn't have to worry about anesthesia, which is still the worst anesthesia I've ever experienced. I'm just going to be completely honest. I threw up, like, three times because they gave me too mm-hmm. much or some shit. It was terrible. It was great. It was free though. I threw up. I threw up three times, but I didn't end up in debt. I went that to the hospital for six pocket. hours one night and ended up almost three grand in the hole while pay, while paying for the same insurance. It's crazy, bro. It's fucking crazy. I don't know. 
Oh, so I got, I got, so this is my solution. This is the only solution I'll ever probably give on this podcast for universal health care. If people have a problem with people having universal health care, make military service mandatory, right? Minimum of two years. And everybody, and so they've served their country. They've given their time. I'm sorry to say some might lose their lives, right? Like that's, that's a complete possibility. But everybody mm-hmm. that comes out gets health care for the rest of their life. I think every I think every soldier that ever served should have health care forever, because if you're taking that oath, right. and and then do it that way, because then that, that'll that'll show, that'll actually make better almost better people as a whole, right? Because they they've given for, they've been selfless, they've done you know what I mean the the leadership, the loyalty, respect, all that other stuff, duty. They they've served other and they lived their life, so that'll make better people, yep. people who actually get exposed to other people, like do like. We served with Muslims. Like, I served with Muslims. I served with Sikhs. I served with a bunch of people. I served with a bunch of people I was never exposed to before. You know what I mean? Like, all these people that you hear about, you know what I mean, that are bad. Like, yo, like, nah, man, they took the same oath and wore my same uniform. So you're kind of a dick if you, you know what I mean, if you think otherwise. We deployed together to Afghanistan. Like, they weren't trying to take me out. They weren't trying to take me out on the low, you know, like that. Yeah. You know, but people have the fear of what they don't know. And you talk about that two year. Whoa, we're getting a little excited there. My bad, I smacked the shit out of my microphone. I, I want to apologize <laughs> for anybody who saw you that. You talk about the yeah. about that two year uh, mandatory service. You know, South Korea does that, and I was stationed in Korea for a while, and they have that two year conscription. And it's not just military, right? It's like service. So whether it's the fire department, mm-hmm. the police force, yep. um, they have the the Katusa program, the Korean Augmentee, so the U.S. Army, and they do it for the Air Force as well, and all that stuff. Usually, like it's the the well-off families that get their their yeah. kids into that program, but um, yeah, they do it for two years. It's part of like you know, and and it's you could be in college, you could be some pop star, movie star. They there's no exception. Yeah. They my one of my wife's soldiers was a like he was a Korean pop star, but he had to go through service and he happened he happened to be you know he did his Katusa duty for two years and then he went back to his freaking pop star rock star lifestyle. Yeah. And that's part of their culture, and and it develops. I you know we can't make it mandatory, but I think it develops a better appreciation for like not just the military because I I was in the military, not, but for your country and for like what it is that you know, you know you don't just serve for those two years. Like you, you yep. I think you develop a better appreciation for for everything for 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 like your brothers and sisters in or yep. outside of the service. 100%. And you know and. and can, can we do that here? There's no way. Like, no one, people don't want to do that, right? They want their guns, but yeah. don't tell me to join the military. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. funny, right? It's a funny, uh, that's a funny, it's a uh, funny, like, it's, have you <laughs> it's know, ironic. Like, yeah, like, I've, I know, so that's a good segue, by the way. I appreciate that. So it's, yeah. it becomes this thing where, where I'm like, all right, man, I served, so I served, so I always feel like I have a little bit more of uh, oomph behind what I, you know what I mean? Like, yo, man, like, I, I'd shot every gun you've ever possibly imagined. I've shot guns you can't even buy. You know what I mean? I've shot weapons you can't even think about buying. Like, they don't sell to you. I have more experience yeah. with everything you could have possibly thought of. I've done it before I was before I was legal to drink. Like, I've done all that shit. I mean, the, only, the one thing I have minimal experience with is handguns. Because I didn't need it. Like, I had the bigger gun. Like, I didn't, I didn't need a handgun. You know what I mean? So, like, it's this thing where, yeah, man, I... Guns, guns, the guns conversation annoys the shit out of me to to a level that I'll never quite comprehend. 
because it's people who, for the most part, it's people who never served, who fetishize guns to this level that they are never to be talked about, never to have a conversation of, almost like they're this scared little baby that should always be protected and fuck everybody who possibly loses their lives in the meanwhile. Cops included. So what's the argument? What's the argument for, for having guns? Uh, the se- uh, Second Amendment, right? That, that's it. That's Yes. The <clears throat> entire, I, I need, oh, here we go. I got it. Uh, hey, man, I, I got to be ready because some shit might happen, and I got to protect myself or my family. That's, right, like protection from an intruder, right? That's, yeah. that's one of the arguments that people use, right? Yeah. Yeah, but most people keep their guns locked up. Yeah. yeah. So what, How much time do you think you have? Yeah, like you, you unless know you have like a biometric, a biometric thing where you can just like pop your gun out right away. Yeah, if your gun is locked up in a case or your, or whatever it is that you have, like you don't have enough time. I think I think it's people. So I, we this is gonna be a long one because this this is gonna be a good conversation here. Like I, people who who make fun of safe spaces or things that areas where you can't have gun free zones and stuff like that, right? Like. I get the argument. I understand the argument against it, but people who are like, no, nah, man, I always carry my gun with me, have almost that hope or that wish factor that they're going to be John Wick in that moment, and they'll be completely able to assess the situation when there's thousands, if not hundreds of people running, right? If there's an active shooter, and you you have to, in that second, fucking scan the, scan the crowd and find who the shooter is and then shoot him from a distance while there's people running through. Like, what do you think is actually going to happen in those moments? Given there are those rare moments when there's a smaller crowd and a, and a shooter is subdued because that's happened, right? But that's mm-hmm. the exception to the actual <clears throat> rule. Like, we've seen that in the past six to eight weeks, how often that doesn't happen. I was right? about to in ask you, the when, state when, of when's fucking the case? Texas. What's the know? case of a good guy with a gun taking out the bad guys with a gun? Yeah. Like, Does that happen a lot? That's I think I think it's happened once and I and I can't clearly remember it. But I like there was oh, here we go. It was that black guy in Tennessee at the at the Waffle House. And he didn't even have a gun. Yeah. He charged them. And he because he was the Was dude, he a soldier? Yeah, he was he was prior military. And yeah. yeah, and then you had the 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 soldier in Texas that like just try to save lives. Like pull right. pull people out of the way. Like I don't get I don't understand the, I like I I don't get it. Like, listen, man. Again, myself and you were both gun owners, right? Yeah, I was about to say before you keep going. Yeah, I'm. I'll say two things, and then you can keep going with your point. I'm all for, uh, getting rid of guns. Having said that, I'm a gun owner. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. I have one. I know how to use one. I yeah. fired them, plenty. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go ahead. You make your point because I have some interesting stories about that as well. Yeah, like it just so I have my like I'm not. It took a lot of convincing with talking to my wife, like because it's a big decision to buy a gun, right? Like having the training, like in the military, it's not like you just carry your gun all around. The shit's in an armory. Arms room. Yeah, arms room. Every every weapon is accounted for, and all this other shit. Like, out it it took like we just bought. I think we just bought the gun last year, and I talked to. The same guy who I had the debates with about the Eric Garner stuff, like I talked because he was a cop. Like, look, man, what gun do you recommend? Because I'm gonna be honest, I, I'm ignorant for handguns, right? Like, I know, mm-hmm. I know my, I know my ARs because they were, you know, M16s and M4s. I know that stuff, 
I know, I know all the all the right. bigger guns. A handgun, I don't know. It's not like I could put an AR-15 in my pocket. You know what I mean? So I had to know. I had to know. Try. I had to get better knowledge on handguns and all that stuff. So I talked to people who knew guns, because I didn't. You know what I mean? And again, and I was in the military. Yeah. Now imagine. So I knew. Every, I know how everything else works. So it's instead like I talked to people who knew guns. So then you go into these arguments where like, no, you you don't ever talk about my gun, or, or Democrats want to take away guns. Like no man, like. The fact that, dude, there was a gun show here, I want to say a month ago, right? Like, not too far, not too, at the fairgrounds. I went there because I had never been to a gun show before. Like, I bought my gun at, at a, somewhere, it's called Rural King. It's kind of like a, like a mm -hmm. Walmart, but, like, country-wise. Like, it has, like, yeah. stuff, you know what I mean? Like, all that stuff for, like, because we got chickens, the feed for the chickens and dogs. All, all You're out stuff. there in the sticks, huh? Yeah, we're in the middle of Actually, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's literally, it's called Rural King. It's the king of rural shit. So yeah. go there and I, and I bought it there and I you know and I did it the completely legal way. I got my concealed weapons, I got my fingerprints and all that stuff. <clears throat> and I was like, man, I never been to a gun show and I keep hearing about these gun show loopholes, right? Son, like I could have I could go to a flea market. We have a flea market every Monday. It's supposed to be the biggest flea market in, in Florida. There's like random people like you and me just selling guns. You think that person at the flea market is doing a background check, figuring out why you're buying, you know what I mean? No, nah, man, they're there to sell the gun because they probably need money. Like, that's that's where my issue lies, right? Like, if you and I did it the right way and got, like, mm -hmm. like there shouldn't be all these other avenues to buy guns. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I draw, like, that's where that shit has to be reeled in. Like, I can't go to buy it from fucking... Billy Bob, you know what I mean? That sells uh -huh. guns on Mondays and then goes back to the dairy farm on Tuesday. We respect the dairy farm. I'm not, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't understand how that's cool. Like, how is that? Yeah, you, oh, and then I talk to friends like, oh, but they got to sign this, uh, this bill of sale and all. What does that stop though? Like, yeah. it's a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Like, it's not filed with anybody. That motherfucker can throw out that bill of sale. It's a receipt. Everybody throws away receipts every day, and there's nothing stopping that person from buying it. So you just think of what the community you're in. What if somebody knows that 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 flea market sells guns and comes in from a different part of town, right? Comes in from yeah, Orlando, happens. Orlando, Gainesville, Jacksonville, <clears throat> any of these places. Nothing. There's nothing to stop them. The perforation, right? Yeah, the perforation of guns through all these different avenues that you could buy them. Doesn't it doesn't make sense to me, bro? Like if you can't buy it at a store, and if you don't have a license, I don't think you should be allowed to have a gun. How about that? Like if and you should be recertified. Like you still have to, just like you had to do the test again with your license and all that other shit. Mm -hmm. You should do the same thing with your gun, and you should take classes. Yeah. There should be requirements. You can't just get a gun because the Second Amendment. Get the fuck. What? Twenty one now. You know what I mean? But and, but, and that goes down to. Um... But then people will complain, right, about why well, I don't want to be registered. I don't want the government to track how many guns I own, oh, this, really? that, or the third. How about this? Look, I, I, my, wife was, man, my wife was all against me having a gun. Yeah. Again, she did Especially 20 years. Yeah. She did 20 years. I did almost 12, but she did not want to have one in the house. And so the way I got mine, and it's a small revolver. I have a, like a Charter Arms Pitbull. Little freaking six shooter. It's a little revolver. Right. That's all you need. Yeah. Um. Her boss, her old boss, so this this colonel, uh, he's a chaplain. 
uh, he also owns a gun business on the side. Yeah. Like legitimate gun businesses. He and his his uh, his son in law. Uh, but you know, every state has different rules. That's another thing, right? The rules change from state yep. to state. Yep. And some states recognize certain like uh, laws from the others. Some don't. You yeah. know, some recognize some licenses. Reciprocate, some don't. Yeah. Some recognize some licenses and some don't. Yep. Right. So like that loophole, uh, that, that loophole might be everywhere. That gun show loophole. But in Tennessee, like if you buy a used gun from someone, you sign. That's all you do. You sign that bill of sale. Yep. And a registration ha- has to happen. Now, if you buy a new gun, then you have to fill out the paperwork. They have yep. to send it off. Takes longer. I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. So the gun I got was because we worked on his fireplace. Like he saw, we tore down our fireplace. We redid it. He's like, hey, can you do that for us? And we're like, yeah, we'll do it. You know, your wife would like it. So my wife convinced me to work on my, on her boss's fireplace. Mm-hmm. And he owns a couple acres, right? He, he got a bobcat and, he built his own little firing range in his backyard. But yep. we worked on his fireplace, tore it down, put up a new one. And unbeknownst to me, he, because I had gone out of my way to do this for him and his wife, and uh, he convinced her to let us have a gun. And so oh, wow. that was like his, his gift to, to me. And also we would go into his backyard like every week and then just, you know, my youngest son was like firing off 22s and he had, I don't know how many handguns I lost count. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the dude has a, a gun shop, so it, it was a good time. I, I, again, I'm I'm not pro gun. Like, let's get rid of them. Yeah. But if if we're allowed to have them, I'm gonna have one. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think that it's gonna do anything for me because I don't carry you know I don't carry it in my car even though I have my permit. Uh, I can't carry it into work. I, I work in a place that you can't take a, a weapon yeah. inside. So, um. But even at home, like, what's like, what am I going to do? I'm better off with a baseball bat by the bed. Yes. My gun is locked up. Yeah. You know, by the time I get to it and open it up, who knows what would have happened, you yeah. know? And it's a good thing I got two little ankle biters because they're a better warning than any alarm system or any gun. These little 10-pound dogs bark yep. at any goddamn thing. 100%. And immediately, I know. If one, one of them barks all the time regardless. I sleep through that shit. But if the other one starts barking, I know something's up. You know like, something's up. I, I pop up. My wife's like, yo. You need to check that out. I'm like, yep, I'm already on it. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, a gun isn't going to stop anybody trying to get in. Like, it, no. I'm just not going to have enough time to, to do it. And the only real argument for a gun would be the Second Amendment. If the government decides, and this I have, I, I can understand this argument because I was born in Venezuela and I see what's going on in that country, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't yeah. have arms over there. Yeah. And then, then, the, web, the, then the government arms citizens certain citizens to keep the the population in check when because they need more people than just the the police and the military and all that stuff so that's the reality of what can happen to a a population of citizenry a citizenry without guns like that's that's the second amendment right there that's the entire argument for having those guns but you mean to tell me that if the government wants to take over that you got your ars and you got a you know maybe some assault rifles you think you're going to stop the might of the U.S. military, yeah, like if no. they really wanted to, yeah, the exactly. arsenal that every police department has, yeah. get out of here. You're gonna go out in a blaze of glory, but you're going out. You're not winning that. Like Th- that's the, the the true argument, but I just don't see it actually happening. Maybe it was true when the 13 colonies were formed. Yeah, but with the way the the weapons that 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 our government that our military has, there's no way that your the 18 drone. rifles, I don't care how many you have, are going to do anything. Here's the thing. 
the drones alone, bro. Like, you won't even see it. Like, they're not going to knock on your door. Hey, man, give me your gun. No, bro. It's going to be some shit 25,000 feet up, located, you know where you are. You're blown up and it's a wrap. There, if the milit- if that ever happens, it's a totally different situation. But it's also like this, oh, they got to take it from my cold dead fingers. So then what you're saying is you're going to kill military members and police? Like, like is that, you know what I mean? Like, but aren't you a blue lives matter? You know what I mean? Like, it becomes this whole thing where, like, your perspective is skewed and it doesn't make sense to me in that way. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to then turn your gun on a, on a soldier. And, like, it just, it doesn't, the argument doesn't hold water if once you break it down. And have that actual conversation other than, well, but you better not take my gun away. Like, then right. that's all you have at the end of the day. Listen, and again, I'm not saying, I'm not here talking about taking guns away and, and all that stuff. I'm just saying that it should be harder for people to get guns. Like, you shouldn't be able to sell. If you want to sell your gun, sell it back, sell it to your local police department. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Get get cash for it and have and have that gun registered. And have, like, do it that way. But when you sell it to somebody else because they wanted a gun, you're taking a 50-50 chance that that gun could... Honestly, at the end of the day, that's what it is. That that gun isn't going to be used in a crime. That's that's a simple... Every gun is a 50-50 chance. Every single yeah. one. It's either going to be used to protect you and your family or it's going to be used in a crime. That's all it's, that's all it's made for. That's like... There's no... There, it's not a paperweight... You know, it's just not killing. A, that's what they are, right? That's all. That's all they've ever been. Anybody who says protecting your family, okay, so you're gonna kill somebody else, like it's that's, that's it's a weapon to to murder. That's it. So you, it's either justified or unjustified. At the end of the day, it's fifty fifty. And again, people don't agree with me because, yeah, I lean on the left side of it, but I don't. There's nothing that I don't think there's anything that I'm saying here that's out of this world, irrational or anything. Like, dude, just make it more difficult if you if you want a gun go you got to have certain classes you got to do some like you can't just right. go on a monday to buy a shotgun like that's you know what i mean like without anything and you could just be any random person like that's insane to me bro like when i saw that i was like holy shit because mind you like I, that's all we grew up in the city yeah, no go ahead, go ahead you know what i mean we grew up in the city like we never saw flea markets like this like i never seen shit like this you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. you see a gun show where there's tons of people and there's guns everywhere. Like, dude, like, who needs this many guns, first off? And then I could just buy one because it's, it's a person-to-person sale. Like, that's crazy. And then people are like, oh, but the gun show loopholes. Are... Like, dude, like, I've you can't tell me it's a lie when I've literally seen it. Like, with my right. own motherfucking eyes, like, I saw that I could buy this gun right now and leave. I don't have to wait. This, this, this fucking gun show is here Friday... Saturday and Sunday. There's no three-day grace period. You're not going to be back here. This is going to be right. a, a fucking fair or youth fair or something on Tuesday. So there's not going to be guns here then. So I'm going to, I buy this gun and I walk out with this gun and that's it. That doesn't, that's yeah, and, I, and if you don't buy it that weekend, you follow the gun show where they go to the next weekend or the yeah, exactly. two weeks after that. And they just pop up everywhere. Every weekend. And, and yeah, I mean, no one says I, again, I, I don't think we should have any only because I've, I've lived, right? I lived in Korea. I li- yeah. I've visited Europe, places that don't have guns. I feel safe. 
mm-hmm. even in some neighborhoods that maybe weren't the, like the worst thing that could happen would be I'm going to get into a fist fight unless somebody pulls a knife or something. Yeah. That that's it. Yeah. Like I remember being a stupid teenager in Miami and walking through some alleys that I shouldn't have and I I got into something with you know with a homeless person before. Yeah. Um but like you don't know like you don't know what anyone is carrying. No. Nope. These other places where they don't have guns like Law enforcement has guns. Everyone else, like, okay, worst case scenario, someone's got a knife or a pipe or something, but like, they're, yeah, you know you what have, I mean? You have the ultimate weapon. Like, a pipe isn't going to get to you, you before defend. a bullet does. You know what I mean? Right. And so, like, over here, I don't feel certain times, like, certain neighborhoods or a certain time of the night, it's like, okay, I, I can't be here, I can't be there. Uh, and that's regardless of, like, you know, if it's a majority white or black neighborhood, like, you just, certain times, uh, you know. Yeah. People get drunk. You don't know who's carrying. If any got, if someone got patted down or didn't get patted down, mm-hmm. like you just, you don't know. And the thing you is, don't know. And, and and I don't, I don't is, like living like that. And, and that thing is, like, most people are carrying, right? Like, there's what is it like? I'm gonna guess that when there's like 340 million people in the country, there's like 370, 375 million guns. So the, that, that's at least what one, one and a half, one point three guns per person. I don't know how you do the math on. That's just me, like, guess, like that's a, that's a, so that's pretty much everybody. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, but eighty percent of them are where you live, right? You live out in the sticks, so all your yeah, neighbors, yeah. your neighbors have Who all the guns. My neighbor, my neighbor next, like, literally across the fence, has like his own shooting range. Like he shoots every single day. Like and he like he has all the guns. He drop, mind you, this this is some real shit. I'm not gonna. He doesn't leave his property, right? He has guns on his golf cart. Like, he has two AR-15s. This is some real shit, John. Like, two AR-15s, like, mounted behind him. And two, like, handguns. He has a golf cart. Two handguns hooked up to his. (laughs) Like, hey, bro, what are I have eight other neighbors. I'm the youngest person. Me and my wife are the youngest people by, like, 45 years. You know what I mean? Like, what are you expecting here, bro? Like, Nobody, first of all, we live off a dirt road. People don't even know we live here. The map doesn't show our house. You know what I mean? Like, this is, you've arrived, and you're, like, at the end of the road. You're not even on my property. You know what I mean? Like, what? (laughs) Like, that's the type of, like, why do you need, like, for what, bro? And, again, like, I say that again. I have a gun. Like, because I you you just don't know. But I also don't want to drive around in a golf cart with handguns and AR-15s behind me. When I never leave my property, like that doesn't make me feel safe. That, if anything, would make me feel scared. And then that, there's that aspect of it of people wanting to and hoping something happens so that they get to justify the tens of thousands of dollars that they spend on guns. Yeah. What if what if that neighbor of yours sees you and he doesn't recognize it too? Yeah. It's what if he starts losing whatever. his it's mind? Late at night or what? What if he starts losing his mind because he's older? What? And you yeah. know what I mean? And he has like nobody's checking on him just to make sure he's clear headed and clear mind. So what yeah, what if he no, does see him? Yeah, no one's going to get look, I, I'm I'm a realist. No one's guns are getting taken away no, in this country. Absolutely not. In my lifetime, if not no, ever. No. So that that argument that that's not a real argument. No one's yeah. taking anyone's guns away, but we should have some kind of there should be some 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 protections against People that you know that are going to buy these guns that shouldn't be because they want to harm themselves or others. What that that's not an outrageous statement. No, 
right? It's not. It's you got to get a fucking license to drive a car. Yeah. You, you can kill people with a car. Yeah, but you got to yeah. get take a license and a written yeah. test. Yeah. And a lot of people don't pass that shit. Oh, yeah. well, you know, come back in six months or whatever it is. Like yeah, Exactly. But you want to give someone a gun. Yeah. Like, without with, question. With nothing. With yeah. Nothing. Yeah. With a, yeah. With a little receipt. I, that, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, with a receipt. So I I wanna let's let's we can wrap it up with this like I wanna kill all the the myths of of gun owner ex- excuses right oh it's mental health uh mental health in 2016 it actually became easier for people with mental health issues like people who aren't able to take care, even take care of themselves to buy guns there hasn't been any new laws passed to take away people with mental health issues to make it harder for them to get guns it's actually easier for them to get guns. Uh, video games do not cause mass shootings. Okay, let's yeah, just they don't. let's just get that cleared the fuck up right now, bro. Nobody playing Red Dead Redemption is saying, "Yo, man, I want to go shoot up my." That shit just doesn't happen. It, it that you, because you played that game is not why you want to do that. It's just not. There's there's something mentally wrong with you, which nobody cares because nobody gives a fuck that you're mentally ill, because it, right. you can't afford the health care. That's a, that you could get the help with. So it doesn't, you yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Yeah, I'm tying all this shit in together. And what you're doing at the end of the day is you're putting more cops at risk because you don't take care of those people who are mentally ill that also have are being afforded the possibility to buy a gun because you go buy a gun much easier than you can get health care. That you could afford being going to see the therapist every week because if you're if you're broke or lonely, you can't you can't drive to the therapist because you might not have a car. What are you going to do? Get on the bus? What if you don't have money for the bus? These all things are intertwined. You have to start peeling back these fucking layers and going, man, like, we should probably do something more than just thoughts and prayers because all of that is bullshit. All of it. Thoughts and prayers. That's hilarious. I'm a shit on thoughts and prayers. Listen, I hate thoughts and prayers so much it's made me be less religious. That's how much I hate that slogan, bro. I'm going to get shit. My mom's going to watch this. She's going to give me shit. Oh, you're less religious now? Yeah, mom. Thoughts and prayers don't mean shit when 40 people are killed at a concert, mom. It doesn't mean anything. People are at Walmart. You can go to Walmart and and hope. Like, dude, like, there's a better chance you said something that we'll never see guns being taken away or even any kind of gun control. There's there's a better chance, John, that we get killed in a mass shooting than gun control happens. Like, like, realistic, like, that's, that's a higher possibility. Than any kind of gun look, control. Yeah, yeah. I, I took my son to the the air show for Labor Day um, a few weeks ago, and my wife was thinking the same thing. She's like, "What if something happens? Yeah. Like, it, there's going to be a lot of people out there. It's the Cleveland mm-hmm. National Air Show." And I was thinking the same thing. Like, it, it, you don't know. Yeah. No one's getting checked. That's for sure. No. It's so it, yeah. yeah. It's it's ter- like yeah. it's that's there has to be a sobering thought. But people, if they watch this or they listen to this, because I'm gonna post this to everything, I'm I'm gonna be the guy who hates guns. None of that is anything of what I said. None of that, right? Like, cause that that's what they'll do. They will edit it down. Like, oh, he just wants to take. You know, those liberals want to take your guns away. Not never said that. Again, I don't want my gun taken away, but I did everything required by the state and by law to get my gun. All I'm asking is that people do the same thing I did. That's it. Yeah, well, then we, we make it a requirement for everybody to do. That's that's it. 
That's it. Don't like, make it easier. What's what's wrong with being on a on a register or the, the government or somebody saying, okay, this person owns a gun and they're due for a reevaluation in in a year? Again, it happens with everything. It happens with your license. No. It, if someone has mental issues, because shit happens, right? You yep. might be good one year and yep. you get your gun three, four months from now, you have a life event, you lose your job, and then now you don't have health insurance and you're going fucking crazy. No. And you have a gun. Yeah. There should be some kind of certification or recertification to ensure that people are still in the right frame of mind to, you know. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you, I don't. Yeah, it shouldn't be carte blanche, right? Like, you just don't get it, and then, okay, you're good. Like, no, man. Like, yeah, a life event can happen. You could lose your job. Your wife can leave you. Your husband can leave you. You're, you're something, you know what I mean? Anything to make, anything can make you snap. And right. you shouldn't just be, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're, I think, if you're fired under extreme circumstances, you know what I mean? Like, cops should knock on your door and have, you know what I mean, with that, and have a conversation with you. Because that keeps, the again, it keeps the cops safer. It keeps the first responders safer. It keeps everybody safer. When you pay better attention, you're more vigilant. It's not to say that the government needs to watch everything you do. But if you sound any of the alarms prior to a mass, to a shooting, the, somebody needs to be there be like, yo, man, we need to go sh- check out Ryan. We need to go check out Joaquin, we need to go check out all these, you know what I mean, so on and so forth. Given, what are the? I'm going to throw a Latino name in there. I, I thought you were going to be like, you know, Ryan and Todd and Scott and Jeffrey. I, I, I mean, I would, but th- I mean, they know, right? Like, they know. It's, <laughs> it's never been a Joaquin. Like, let's. It's, it's never been an Alexis. You know what I mean? Like, it's never been Ariel. It's never been one of the like. No, I, I, I don't remember one. You, I, the only one, the DC sniper. And in Tampa, we had a guy that was kind of like a like a went, went around shooting, and he worked at McDonald's. Other than that, I can't think of that many. But it's funny because people will find the exception, and they'll say, "No, no, no, there have been yeah. look these two, three guys yeah. out of how many?" You know what? You know what the exception is? Chicago. That's the response to everything. But look at Chicago. Yeah, but look at Chicago. But hey, but what about Chicago? What about this black on black crime? That's not an answer to the question, right? Like what that that's not that doesn't answer anything. Like, hey, look, maybe we should make have these laws in place to, to check check and balances, all these other things. Oh, but what about Chicago? But bitch, we're we're in Miami. Like what is what does that have to do with anything? Chicago doesn't directly affect me. You know what I mean? Like you live in Ohio, Chicago doesn't directly affect you. There was there was just yeah, a that's, shooting. That's why we're states. That's why we're states. You're able to implement your own that, laws and rules that are exactly. separate from different from other Shout out states. to the people like, who think Chicago is a state, though, right? Like, there's a lot of oh, people yeah, who think true. Chicago is a state. So shout out to them. We're definitely talking about you when we when you bring up the example of Chicago, bro. You just had a shooting in Ohio, not at the same time that same weekend of the Texas shooting, bro. Look, I was my wife and I, the whole family went to Europe for three weeks. Right. And our last week there, we were in Spain, uh, spending it with family and stuff. And um, as we're getting on the plane, we're leaving Madrid, and I just look up at the news, and I see that those two shootings happened, mm-hmm. uh, like, within a couple of days of each other. Yeah. The one in Texas and then the 13, one in Ohio. Uh, uh, 13 hours. Yeah, less than a day. Yeah. And the one in Ohio, which was, you know, three, four hours from where we live. And I, and I looked up, and I was like, ah, that's, that's what we're headed back to. The vacation yep. is definitely over. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're going back to. You know, yeah. like for three weeks, I didn't think about guns, people getting shot up. But anyway, you know, like the worst, what do people tell you in uh, when you go to Europe? 
uh, keep your wallet in your front pocket because yep. you might have pickpockets. You might get pickpockets. Right? Yep. But what was it? Uh, what is it when they tell you to when you come to the stage? Oh, don't visit certain neighborhoods. Don't stay. Don't go here past twelve o'clock. Yep. Uh, you might get shot up. This, that, mm-hmm. the other. Like those are the different warnings to people that come to the stage and people visiting Europe. One hundred percent. Some pretty stark difference of of what you got to watch out for. Yeah, exactly. Did you go to a game when you were in Europe? Let's end this on a high note. Did you go see any soccer or anything, or you were you were there in the off season, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there in the off season. I didn't get to see any games. Uh, but uh, we're going back. I mean, I have family there. That was the first time I had seen them physically in twenty plus years. What part? So and, they were in Madrid. Uh, I have family in Valencia. Okay. And then uh, Alicante, which was you know Valencia is like I think three hours, two and a half hours from Barcelona. Yeah, you know where the real soccer team was at. Watch, watch your fucking football. Watch uh-huh. your, first of all, you don't have a real soccer team without one player. All right, you you lose Messi like we lost like Madrid lost Ronaldo. That team is garbage. That's just because they they played the last three games without. I think they got like one point. Or no, they got like three. No, they got they got they tied one. They lost two. They're they're not a good team without Messi. All right, he's listen. We we get to we got to experience LeBron. We and you're well, the general manager now. Yeah, first of all, if I was a general manager, I wouldn't let Ronaldo go. I would have sold Bale and Benzema. <laughs> let's just let's just be clear on that. I would not have kept those motherfuckers. But uh, yeah, man. I listen. I saw them play live. I get to say a little bit of we. I got to see that. I got to see at Benavio. I stayed Fair enough. half a mile from there. So yeah, I got to see Ronaldo play. So I'm good. Like yeah, I can say we, bitch. I've been there. I got the pictures. I got, I got the bill oh, of sale. Shit. I got the bill hey, of sale. Hey, hey, I, I don't know about that. You got the receipt? I know I you got, got a friend re- that's good with Photoshop. Yeah, so no, I don't know. No, yeah, I got the it. receipts. I got the receipts. I got the damn tickets for the Metro and everything. But yeah, man, this, it's just, it's, it's just madness, bro. Like, it's, it's people who don't want to have a genuine conversation about a lot of shit. It's, it's just crazy. Politics, that's why, like I said, I started this with. This is what it was. All oh, this is politics. We're talking oh, about guns and talking about yeah, cops, but, but I, it's all just politics, right? Yeah, it's all just it's what all it just politics. To. Yeah, but you know one you thing we didn't politics, talk about. What I, I want to talk one, about the family. Yeah, one thing we didn't talk about, which I'm thankful, we didn't mention uh, Trump. You know what I mean? Like we did a, a, a whole podcast and we didn't mention that name. So, and we're not going to mention it. We're not going to go into it because it's unnecessary. And it's exhausting. Yeah, I mean, right. what he does or what they do at that level doesn't really affect us un- no. until it does. But really, like these issues that we're talking about, these issues really, that we talked about, do with him. yeah, exactly. He has no his Twitter handle won't affect anything that we do here. So yeah, but yeah, man, yo, man, it's good talking to you, my brother. We'll catch up again. I'm telling you, man, Son and a Half is the name of your podcast, bro. Son and a Half. I, no, he likes it. I like the sound of it. Because, look, your name's already Miami's Lost Son on Twitter. You know right. what I mean? And and so and all social medias. It it just works, bro. Because he's half your size, son and a half. You you can only say this for a little minute a limited time. Because pretty soon he's gonna he's gonna pass you. And then no, you're it, and it's a given. He went to the yeah. doctor. The doctor told him he was gonna be taller than me. So he as soon as he saw me, because I didn't go to I didn't go with him to that appointment, he goes, Hey, guess what, Dad? When I'm twenty, yeah. yeah, this is how much taller I'm gonna be than you. I feel I like said, you I, little kid. I feel like you should have called you a bitch. I feel like, hey, guess what, bitch? Instead of that, hey, guess what, bitch? I'm uh, you. And then I, I would have put him in a headlock. Because <laughs> you still can now without a step ladder. Huh? I said, because yeah, you still right, can still now, can. of course, because you won't need a step ladder. All right, my brother. Good talk, man.
All right, man. Good talking to you. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Man Chatter Podcast with your host as always, Ben Borges. Till next time, peace.